Hello and welcome to the Arrow Video Podcast with Sam and Dan. My name's Dan Martin, special effects artist and podcaster, and I'm joined, as ever, by my lovely co-host... Sam Ashurst, and I'm a writer, I'm a director, and I'm here to celebrate Dan's choice for this fortnight, The Heroin Busters. Now, Dan, why did you want to do this movie? I got some suspicions, but why did you want to do this one? It's a fun, raucous... Politeski, which is three things I love about films. It's a rare or comparatively rare instance of quite a funny Politeski. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of comedy in this compared to normal, but it also still has some unbelievably cool action and chases in it. And I don't know how spoilery we're going to go. Let's hold off on that. Yeah, let's definitely <laughs> hold off. Like, I think we shouldn't even make a we joke can... about the. You don't think the... we can allude to that thing? No. I, I honestly don't think we should because, I mean... It's so cool when it happens and you're like, what the fuck? Yes. I mean, we actually watched this one together for the first time. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. It was about yeah. 10 years ago, something like that. And I can still remember the joyous experience of that delightful third act. I seem to remember we did a lot of whooping and punching the sky. And part of the reason we reacted in that way is there was no way we could have expected what happens in this movie. There's no genre context really for it in terms of how kind of extreme it goes if that makes sense i really am trying to talk around this so i really don't think we should give the game away for anyone who hasn't seen it so there is a there is a circular logic to it when you look back at it oh yes but yeah there's no way anyone's gonna guess yeah that's it it's it's nestled within perfectly but it's just such a like holy fuck what the merry hell is going on and I want everyone because it's on the Arrow player as well. Oh yeah! So people can very easily watch this one, and what an experience they're going to have. So, without even making a joke about that magnificent third act, what's the plot of Heroin Busters, Dan? Fabio Testi is a medium-time drug dealer, and David Hemmings is the unbelievably anti-Italian. English cop in Italy <laughs> who has been tasked with chasing him down and he does exactly the very English performance you are expecting. <laughs> um, I personally watched this, the English version of this. Mm-hmm. Testi spoke Italian during filming and Hemming spoke English. Mm. So uh, you get 50% dubbing and 50%. I don't think it's even live dialogue. I think the whole thing was shot MOS and then they just looped their own dialogue in. Yeah. So it's all kind of dubbed anyway. But yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Hemmings is, is great as this sort of like slightly tired of all of it cop testy is obviously fucking great in what could only be described as one of the greatest costumes to grace the silver screen in the history of cinema yeah i watched this with shay and yeah as soon as he kind of walked out we saw like the full look of him you know with the boots and everything shay did comment that he was dressed as an italian <laughs> like a cartoon italian which what I think comes after astute. double denim <laughs> quadruple denim <laughs> yeah it's exponential denim well triple denim then quadruple denim then infinite well, but denim no, i think it it just doubles each time <laughs> yeah that's true it's so like, i was right for, it was it is quadruple for, denim. yeah for every square on the chessboard you have to double the amount of denim uh, and let's not forget that this is a film that this is canon this is not me making a joke or making you know uh making fun of anyone not only does it have fabio testi dressed as an italian it has someone else in costume as a condom <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that yes, happens a prophylactic yeah exactly I mean, who are you yeah that girl in the theater yeah it's amazing yeah absolutely amazing yeah and and like i said i did watch this with shay sadly she fell asleep before we got to the third act and <gasps> yeah exactly <laughs> so we, we've yet to finish it i mean i finished it obviously but um basically the way it works here is shay 
does so much. Like she she has many many jobs, including running the the VHS label and all the rest of it. So very frequently we'll be watching something at night and she'll drift away and then we rewind it the next day and and finish it off but we haven't done that yet with heroin busters but before she fell asleep she did remark on how much she's always liked fabio testi's name to which i revealed that the english translation of fabio testi is fabulous oh, testicles yeah. fabulous testicles <laughs> <laughs> and he sure does demonstrate those fabulous testicles throughout this movie doesn't he he is fucking amazing in this film yeah i mean there's there's a lot of fabulous testicles in this film all around <laughs> yeah. one of my other favorite things about it is that this film contains entirely two fighting styles they are white man kung fu <laughs> and i'm just going to lift my hand as high as possible and then slap you vertically yeah very very ahead of its time but he does like he has incredible charisma he does have physical presence even though like you say the fight scenes are are pretty dumb and for anyone listening to this yeah they are great they're they're dumb i don't think they're dumb the 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 big slap fight outside the school (laughs) (laughs) they're all just crowding around and just like it's literally like they're they're just going as high as possible like they've been told the the most efficient way of fighting someone is to start as high as possible (laughs) and then just open hand slap the top of their head and shoulders all of which is being observed by the world's oldest child (laughs) yes yeah Uh, a growing crowd yeah absolutely brilliant and yeah for anyone listening to this who isn't aware of testy he is essentially the result of a genetic experiment to combine clint eastwood and sean connery very successfully he he is a born movie star basically just pure charisma yeah should we talk a little bit about the soundtrack oh my goodness what just a banger after banger yeah it's it's if not the best, definitely one of the best Polititeschi soundtracks. Yeah. It is by Goblin, yeah. who are more traditionally in the realm of, of Italian horror than the Italian cop movies, but it is such a great soundtrack well, I like, did... all the way through. This shows my ignorance, but I didn't actually know it was Goblin. Even though we've watched this together before, I had no idea it was Goblin. And Shay spotted it immediately. Like She does have an amazing ear for this stuff, and she said, it's Goblin. I was like, no, it isn't. And uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. It clearly is uh, because it says so in the credits. So um, yes, well <laughs> done, Shay. And yeah, it just it it really powers the movie, as is so often the case uh, with these Italian crime films. That the music plays such a huge part. But yeah, definitely one of the best for sure. And is this one that you listen to while you're working? I know you listen to a lot oh, of yeah, these soundtracks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I put this on to rewatch it. I've listened to this soundtrack, uh, you know, on sort of rotation as part of my Italian genre film soundtrack collection so much that they kind of blur into one another. And occasionally I forget which is which. And from the first like two notes at the very beginning, when it starts in Amsterdam before that little international montage of crimery, like the first two notes, I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, it's this one. Oh, my goodness. I love this soundtrack. Yeah, amazing. And I actually did watch it on Arrow. So... I haven't got to any of the extras yet. Have you had a chance to listen to any of the commentaries or um, uh, dig into this box set? Yeah, it's the com- the the commentaries are, are pretty standard fan commentary. Mm-hmm. It occasionally gets a little bit describey. Who does do those commentaries uh, just so that you know everyone's aware? Because I know it's it's the same team on both movies on on this set, right? Yeah. So Adrian Smith and David Flint cover both pretty solid commentary obviously it's not the filmmakers they've opted for an english language commentary so it's a like a sort of film critic film fan one but it's a nice it's a nice listen the real gems are in the interviews 
because everyone's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> These are recent interviews with Castiglieri and uh, Testi. I think the editor does one. There's a, a nice sort of retrospective. It's more like a beginner's guide to Goblin, but uh, Lovely John does a thing about the about the soundtrack. Yeah, it's solid. They've got a, an old like police crime, like a, a proper person. <laughs> a proper police person from the era like critiquing it as well it's fun it's nice this disc release also features spoiler alert one of my recommendations based on the movie even though it's kind of an obvious one because it's in the same box as heroin busters i can't not recommend the big racket because i fucking love it so much but i haven't actually watched the blu-ray of it yet did you get a chance to dig into any of those extras is there stuff about the music on that one as well because the big racket soundtrack it's probably i i rate that above heroin busters for me personally yeah uh, lovely john does a, a, a special on guido and marizo de anglis oh. Uh, awesome. on the on that one as well so yeah he covers that too fantastic let's start to get into recommendations shall we unless you've got more to say about heroin busters it's another one where as much as we're kind of having fun with it and and kind of making fun of it a little bit it is a fucking magnificent film this is not a so bad it's good film this is no, holy this is shit so good, it's great. this is one of the coolest films i've ever seen so yeah i don't want to spoil that experience for anyone because it will be an underseen one i think the title probably makes it seem <laughs> you know more hard going than it perhaps is though there are some yeah we should probably do some trigger warnings for this one yes very very close-up shots of injections (laughs) yeah horrible like i i had to close my eyes for that stuff but yeah i was thinking more of the mother and daughter like all of that absolutely harrowing stuff that's in the mix there like this is a fucking nasty film in places but it's also preposterous fun in many other places so do brace yourself for some extreme nastiness when you do go into this but do not let that put you off it is fucking magnificent yeah any more to sound heroin busters dan two things one thing about the dialogue and one thank you blu-ray moment which would you like first oh god the thank you blu-ray moment for sure the guy in the airport at the beginning reading a magazine that has the word penetration in huge yellow letters on it (laughs) yeah i don't know if the if the magazine is called penetration uh, or if it's a headline yeah i mean either way it's yeah it's appropriate for the film because there is a lot of penetration um needles yeah. on skin what else have, have you got for us i am fascinated by the bad pluralization of the insult son of a bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, i think traditionally samurai cop is my go-to for the line all you sons of a bitches <laughs> yeah but this does have the fantastic line now she won't be able to call you son of a bitches anymore <laughs> i love it yeah but like we say this is a very serious movie so um yeah do go into it with with that in that spirit let's move on to recommendations based on the film i'm going to go first because i've already kind of revealed that uh, the big racket is an essential double bill with this film so i'm so glad arrows put them together in this blu-ray release it's another kick-ass castellari with an awesome soundtrack with one of the coolest credit sequences you'll ever see if you're not in love with this movie in the first five minutes there is no hope for you truly yeah another italian cop movie that feels like an american vigilante movie as is so often the case in this genre but yeah there's something genuinely very special about this one it's fucked up it's nasty it's super fun the big racket i recommend it just buy this box set that is my recommendation thank you thank you thank you arrow for putting this out because these are two such special films nice and what is first from you i'm going for 1977's stunt squad oh. by domenico paolella 
Japan layer. Mm-hmm. It mostly did non-exploitation and sword and sandal pictures. You can buy or rent it on YouTube, I think, is the only place that has it streaming. But it's a slightly lesser known Politsiteski. It's not quite as classy as Heroin Busters, and that's saying something. <laughs> what, it make, what it lacks for class, it makes up for in policemen being taught how to ride stunt bikes montages yes that, um, that's great yeah cr- yeah crime is sweeping an italian city as per and the obvious answer is to teach the cops how to ride dirt bikes love it and and and, and it's got amazing sequences of like a cop doing a jump and then also shooting a target with a pistol while at the top of the jump that is a fantastic recommendation and it ties in very nicely with the junk man otherwise known as gone in 60 seconds too but that was just a, a, a way to kind of profit off a title just you know it is the junk man and it's pretty much too much of a spoiler to say almost anything about this incredible spectacle of a film in relation to the heroin busters but watch heroin busters first put on the junk man second and make sure you stay through the end credits and thank me afterwards. The simplified plot, a stuntman who kind of specialises in car wreckages and has quite a large selection of cars. He's on his way to uh, a James Dean festival when some accidents happen along the way. (laughs) Uh, The Junk Man, I I heartily recommend it. Nice. Yeah, it's a good one. And what's uh, that one. what's next from you based on Heroin Busters? So it's a little bit of a departure genre-wise, but it's another Enzo Castiglieri picture from 1981. It is his Jaws rip-off, The Last Shark. Oh, I think you've mentioned this before. I'm sure I have. I, I'm obsessed with this film. Yeah, I think maybe with... <laughs> What was it with? Was it with Tremors or something like that? Anyway. Oh, you know what? No, no. I think it was probably with yes. Mako or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just going to go again. It's fine. It's on uh, Prime to rent now, or it's uh, turned up free on Tubi or Roku, if you don't mind adverts. It's a shameless Jaws ripoff. It also borrows from the Batman TV series in one very particular way that I love. There's no point in telling you the story because you could just read the back of the box of Jaws. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, very fun. God, yeah, you will have a lot of fun if you watch all four of our recommendations this fortnight. Jesus Christ, what a day that would be. What's next from you, Sam? Uh, That's it. I'm done. I did The Big Racket and The Junk Man. Oh, yes, of course you did. So what's next from me is I'm going to say it's time for our recommendations based on what we've been watching over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I will go first once again. I watched High and Low on the good old Criterion channel. It's an absolute masterpiece because, of course, it is. You can see the roots of stuff like Memories of Murder and Zodiac in High and Low's kind of epic and slightly episodic structure. You basically get four movies in one here, each with its own three-act narrative, but it all kind of blends together perfectly as one filmic experience. The structure of it is just so special, really, really kind of exciting to watch a film that that doesn't necessarily fit in with the template structure that has become more prevalent uh, in recent years, you kind of do have to go to Asian cinema for, for more interesting stuff like this. But yeah, it's it's a fucking feast for crime movie addicts. And it's two and a half hour runtime. Absolutely flies by. It doesn't stop moving. So yeah, huge recommendation for high and low. Dan, what is first from you based on the past couple of weeks? From 1951, it's Maria Zampi's Laughter in Paradise. Nice. Um, which is the least, like... I mean, it's a comedy, so I guess it's slightly appropriate, but it's like just the most 
incongruous title for this film. Mario Zampi was an Italian director who worked mostly in England. Uh, he did a bunch of sort of Ealing-style pictures, including the Centurion's precursor, Happiest Days of Your Lives, Alistair Sim, which I think I've recommended before. He did a couple of pictures with Peter Sellers. This is one of them. I hadn't seen it before. I was picking up on some some young Sellers stuff that I'd not seen previously. Laughter in Paradise is about a an unscrupulous journalist who, working for a sort of a gutter rag, who will contact uh, people in the public eye and say, hey, just to let you know, just to give you a, a, you know, a couple of days notice to get your affairs in order, I'm going to be publishing this story about you. Uh, in my newspaper and obviously they're always horrified that he knows about their affair or whatever and then he always says well I mean you know if you want I, I mean I don't have to publish it if it's going to cause you stress and anxiety and they're like oh wow is that is that really okay can you can you do that and he's like yeah I mean you know obviously I'll be out quite a lot of money from advertising but if you'd be willing to cover that then I'd uh, I could not run it Oh, t- like ten ten thousand pounds <laughs> in nineteen fifty one, and the movie starts with several different characters all finding out about it, and then for the first half of the movie, they don't really know about each other. Mm. They're just all dealing with this extortion that he's running on them, and then at the midpoint of the film, they start to realise that there are other people, and it's about their relationship like burgeoning as they as they meet, and maybe they plan to kill him. Peter Sellers plays a vaudeville star who doesn't want his fans to know that he's also a fucking slumlord. It's very weird, like that you can see veins of his Italian sensibilities coming through the. Uh... <laughs> coming through in the in some of the film but it's yeah it's great fun sellers is fantastic in it he because he's a vaudeville star who does impressions there's lots and lots of opportunities for him to do characters and it's yeah it's really fun wow okay i didn't know i didn't know sellers was in that one amazing all right yeah it's peter sellers and hang on a second i think i've made a massive fucking mistake peter sellers and terry thomas it's fucking oh my god it's yeah it's not it's not called laughter in paradise it's called the naked truth it is mario zampi oh uh, right okay. i just i just i just grabbed the wrong name off my list yeah sorry it's called the naked truth amazing i should remember amazing it's the name of the magazine it's a great film you should watch the naked truth excellent all right we're gonna go from the sublime to the ridiculous and i'm gonna ask people to watch action usa from 1989 basically imagine if james cameron had decided to remake Samurai Cop after receiving a head injury. And this is that film. I watched it on VHS, but there is an out-of-print Blu-ray floating around. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome put this out, and I desperately wish I'd grabbed it before it had sold out. But I wouldn't trade my first-time watch experience for anything. I loved watching this on VHS. It was the perfect format for it. It follows two cops who are attempting to transfer a murder witness while being pursued by yahoos. It was directed by a stuntman, and, and boy, can you tell. 10 out of 10 for entertainment. Zero out of ten for obtaining explosion permits. You have got to see this to disbelieve it. Action USA, I recommend it. I also recommend Stunt Rock if you're in the mood for a stunt movie. This has become the stunt video podcast based on some of the recommendations we've made this fortnight. But basically, if ever a stuntman directs a film, just watch it. It's going to be good no matter what. Would you agree with that, Dan? Absolutely. (laughs) Great. Well, what's next from you? So, Sam, you may have seen this because it's out in the States. I saw a screener. It's not out here yet. It's another one where it's great, but I don't know of a UK release date. So, okay. uh, American listeners, check it out. English listeners, petition your local Cineplex. <laughs> 
Is that how that works? Oh, definitely, um, yeah. Riley Stern's new picture. People may remember that Art of Self-Defense made it to my end-of-year list when that was released. His new picture starring Karen Gillan twice is called Duel. Karen Gillan, it's, it's a sort of the deadest pan of all pans comedy in which Karen Gillan finds out she has a terminal disease and is given the opportunity to be cloned so that her parents and her, so her family don't have to live without her. Uh, she decides to do this without telling her mother and then she lives... They they clone her and she lives with her clone so that her clone can learn to be her and it's about the relationship she has with this other clone if you read synopsises and reviews they might spoil some stuff from a bit later on which i would advise not doing it's probably not going to be for everyone it's i mean if you saw art of self-defense it's like that but even more so it's super super deadpan it's what some incorrect people would probably call slow but it's absolutely fantastic i literally roared with laughter at it which is no mean feat given how incredibly restrained it is i actually thought it looked a bit shit from the trailer but on your recommendation i'm gonna check it out yeah i i do not envy anyone trying to cut a trailer from that right film. it is yeah it, it, it like dialogue wise it reminds me of possession like everyone's giving it that like or heart of glass right everyone right, right. feels a bit like maybe they've been hypnotized for their performances right right and it's it will do a lot like a lot of the humor is derived from setting up a thing and then cutting to after that thing has happened and just seeing people talk about it all right well it's, that, it's that's impossible brilliant. to cut a trailer for so yeah i will definitely yeah. give it a chance excellent all right well let's move on to extra features extra features extra features and no extra features from me or dan so we are going to tell you our social media stuff actually i've got a very quick extra feature i'll probably talk about this more after i've actually listened to it but at the moment available on the vinegar syndrome site is a new blu-ray release of night ripper which shay and her cohorts at the Companeros did an audio commentary for so movie melt the podcast they do it's my favorite podcast aside from this one obviously yes i've yet to listen to the commentary so uh, i'll go into more detail when i've actually heard it but that is a tacit recommendation because they are always very funny i don't know how the movie is night ripper but i know that it will probably be at least 10 times more entertaining with Shay and her friends talking over it so that's a, a big recommendation if you want to pick up Night Ripper from Vinegar Syndrome it's not put out by Vinegar Syndrome it's one of the um, partner labels but um, I think it's nice. Culture Shock put it out so yeah there you go but social media Dan what is your email address what is your home address and what is your national insurance number? <laughs> and your mother's maiden name. Uh, and the three numbers on the back of my card. <laughs> <laughs> How can people follow um, you on that old internet? On Twitter and Instagram both. I am at 13fingerfx. I intermittent i always say i don't i mean to do more i've actually been relatively good recently we're getting to a point where i'm going to start putting up behind the scenes footage of stuff like earwig and dash cam and all these ones now that they've been out for a little while as well so you can follow me there yeah oh and uh tony and mike hewitt uh, of, of x producer of the podcast and i are going to be going to the the film fair in london <laughs> on the 23rd of july so people should come along and say hi oh and definitely then also buy all our old t- oh sweet excellent oh you're actually going to share trading. a table oh. yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna travel in time back to the old days precious arrowheads if you approach that table and you say i'm a precious arrowhead Dan will sign whatever you put in front of him. Maybe bring a pen as well. But yeah, that is a, a once in a lifetime deal. 
I'm a precious arrowhead. Get whatever you want, sign. Even if it's sign uh, any, anything, anything, even uh, like confessions to murders, <laughs> <laughs> contracts. <laughs> oh wow! If there's any, you know, uh, micro budget short films, filmmakers. Yeah, I will be. I just for clarity, because Sam can't be there, I'll be signing signing Sam's name. <laughs> Oh, well, I can't wait. I can't wait to work with all of you. Um, and I actually mean that sincerely. I love you all, precious Arrowheads. And if you want to show me some of that love in return, please do buy uh, A Little More Flesh 1 and 2 on VHS from Black Video. You can also follow me on Twitter at Sam Ashurst. And my pinned tweet is a link to buy uh, the VHS. It's almost sold out, but it's not quite. We've got, I think... 34 copies left 34 box sets left so yep you can pick that up or you can just follow me on instagram at sam ashurst 23 all right thank you so much for listening what are we doing next time sam and we promise to do deadly games next time and also be more professional dan you wanted to do a double choice you wanted to do heroin busters and then another uh, Fabio Testi movie next time but because we take it in turns we couldn't do that and there's another reason you wanted to do this film right? Well it feels like it's one that's been on our list for a while, it's been in the Arrow catalogue since before we started doing the podcast it's one of my favourite Gialli, it's one of the darkest and most cynical and it's never felt like a more poignant time to do What Have You Done to Solange so in two episodes time Make sure you've uh, you've had a nice, safe space to watch that incredibly bleak film that you will, if you haven't seen it already, will realise why it is unbelievably timely to be talking about that film. Yeah, but I'm messing with the timely nature of it by insisting that we do my choice next time, and that is Deadly Games. And I could live to regret this because I haven't seen it before. And, you know, it could be another one of these where it's a acquired taste and, and Dan's going to hate me for making him watch it. So, um <laughs> We'll find out next time. But until then, thank you so much for listening. And we promise to be more professional next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye.